Hello and welcome to a special 40th, 39th, 40th. I think it's I think it's 39 still. I think episode we're still... episode 30. I know that we thought last episode was 39, but then it wasn't. It fooled us. So this is episode 39. Yeah, what are we gonna do with our big 40? Jeez. I know we got to figure out something epic. <laughs> um, but for the 39th, we have a special guest, uh, our friend Patrick, who's a, another movie boss and uh, a listener of the podcast, wanted to come on and discuss this with us. Uh, and he suggested, since we were all three huge John Carpenter fans, that we would cover the uh, thing. Yeah, was, yeah, we're covering the the thing. And did we did we all watch the 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 black and white one, or did we watch the the new one? <laughs> well, here's what's funny. I watched the thing from another, <laughs> I watched the thing from another world, and Patrick watched the 2011 uh, remake. Okay, we got them all covered. Yeah. <laughs> ah, sweet. I only watched the black and white one. Yeah, so and the, the John Carpenter so. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you about the uh, the, the newest one. Yeah, the 2011 you one. Um, you know, okay, so first off, I want to say it was really funny because I was watching 1954 one, and I actually made a mm-hmm. note about how well the soundtrack was done and how, you know, it, it kind of occurred, like, and then I was like, okay, and then I watched, right after it, I watched the 1981 John Carpenter one, and I was like, fuck, man, John Carpenter's soundtrack just makes the other one look stupid. Like, it actually wasn't <laughs> as good of a soundtrack after I listened to John Carpenter's soundtrack. True, true. I mean, I mean, this is the one, the one movie that John Carpenter didn't do himself, which is shocking, because the beginning sounds like fucking John Carpenter. Absolutely. Like, you know. But Ennio uh, Marcone, you know. It's hard to yeah, Marcone did yeah, which is insane. <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> the freaking dude, the acting, the acting in the 1954 <laughs> one. Like, there was a couple times where I was like, "Really?" <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know, like I was gonna go upstairs and get the freaking 11 year old girl I live with and be <laughs> like, "Look, this girl can show you more about acting." That, and maybe it's just like that, that's the, that was kind of more the style in the early 50s of that like real deadpan like I just read this line two minutes ago so I'm gonna spit it right out without thinking about it at all my, my favorite was they they killed the thing which is like this big moment and then the one reporter like almost like faints and then the one guy's like laughing at him I was like why is this all like all of a sudden just like this like Camaraderie is like, oh, we just killed a monster from outer space. Ha ha ha! The reporter's fainting. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they started making jokes about like the one guy settling down with the one woman there after afterwards. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and that's the best part. I was, I, I meant to tell. Pat- yes. I was about to tell Patrick about that, um, and then I was like, oh, I'm going to save it for the podcast because he was like, well, what were the you know like highlights of the movie or whatever? And I was like, what's great? The lady. Like, yeah. Well, there was the lady, but like also the very end of the movie, right? They kill the bad guy, and they're just. I lost you. Yeah, oh, oh you got it. okay. Yeah. Uh, actually, let's go ahead and kill our. Um, do we lose somebody? Do we lose? I, think, I just haven't said anything. Yeah. No, um, but like I was saying was uh, the okay. the guy at the end, they're like, okay, we killed the thing from another another world. Uh, let's just end this with all of us on the radio patting ourselves on the back. And there's like a 10-minute like a speech of them being like, hey, humanity, we just saved you from a vicious and terrible end. <laughs> and I'd like to introduce this cast of characters that brought that to you. <laughs> <laughs> and then they turn to the, the girl and it's like, now can you settle this guy down over here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only you can settle him down. He's such a dog. 
<laughs> like that's awkward. Yeah, and um, also the monster in it, like the thing, was just like a dude in a Frankenstein costume, <laughs> like a giant forehead. And I was like, yes. Yeah, he's like all forehead. No KY jelly, like the. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there was so much slime on in the uh, Carpenter one. Like everything looks sticky. Uh, <laughs> oh, it was so gooey. It was so yeah. gooey looking the entire time. It was amazing. Uh, you know, you know what else was kind of amazing is this is the first time I've seen the 1981 thing since like 1980s. Randomly, I watched it with um, Patrick's cousins, uh, Paul and Patrick, and it terrified me as a kid. And <laughs> so then, like, I'm watching it again, and I'm like, wow, all this stuff looks like really latex and gooey and fake. <laughs> and then I was like, but it's strangely like really intense and scary, even though it's kind of intense oh, yeah. and fake. You know, yeah. like. He really still pulls off that intensity as an adult. Like I still was kind of scared. <laughs> I mean, the effects are something that I don't think you've ever seen since either. Like just like the monster creation is just so fucking crazy looking. Like you've never seen anything like it since. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was, I did read that it was the dude that did it was only like 22, like the makeup yeah. effects artist guy, uh, Rob Bolton or uh, Ray Botton or whatever. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was pretty cool. And that's that's pretty amazing considering, you know. I think he's like dropped out after that too. Or like nobody can find that good dude. Like he's he only did a few movies and now he's just like like nobody can find him. Hmm. Like working at Wendy's somewhere. <laughs> yeah, he just like dropped out. He's like the this like the thing was so intense. He's like he couldn't do it anymore. And you know you know what else I really got a sense of is I was like, Hey, this is where the dudes that made Meatball Machine got their idea. <laughs> There's no doubt. I was like, holy shit, this is Meatball Machine, but with dogs. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. <clears throat> Excuse me. So what's the differences between the newest one and the 1982 one, uh, Patrick? Well, so, like, what I – the newest one, the 2011 one, I didn't actually realize this when I started to watch it, but it's effectively, like, a prequel to the 1982 one. It's okay. what happened at the other base, the Norwegian base. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So it actually they did a really good job with it because when they go to the scenes where Kurt Russell's going to the base, like checking everything out, they show like the axe in the wall. That was like <laughs> a big scene of the 2011, uh, the 2011 nice. one. And then the movie basically ends off right before this movie starts. So like the, you show the Norwegian getting into the helicopter to chase the dog, and then they roll into the new camp, and then that's where the the Kurt Russell one takes off. So they actually did a pretty good job with it. And you know, kudos. Kudos to Kurt Russell, and it's something I definitely didn't notice when I watched it as a kid, but notice it now. He nails the fucking crazy eyes in that movie. Like, towards the end <laughs> yes. of the movie, he's, like, all just crazy eyes, you know? <laughs> you think crazy. he's the thing for at least half the movie. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> well, like, when I watched that movie the first time, like, years ago, I was... I always thought when it ended that him or I guess Childs is the other guy's name that was alive could have oh, yeah, ended yeah. up being the thing. It's kind of, you know, like, oh, I didn't know what's going to go on. Yeah, there is. Yeah, I think there's a that. theory. Oh, go ahead. I think there's a theory that you can see like in one of their eyes or something, mm -hmm. which one's which, but I, I didn't, I wasn't really paying attention to this. <laughs> I did no more research other than I heard something a while back. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's as good as anything. <laughs> but. I think there's a theory like you could tell like one of them is 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 the is the thing or something like that or there's a slight lighting they, issue like something. 
they did something cool in the 2011 one. They didn't actually have like a blood test or anything, so they could figure out who was the thing. But what they were doing is, uh, when the thing assimilated and copied someone, it couldn't make non-organic stuff. So they were checking everybody's teeth to still see if they had the fillings in it still, and then that's how they could confirm. Oh, that's kind of uh, cool. Yeah, that's, so that's that was cool. pretty tricky. <clears throat> who was in that one? Uh it had hold on, I got the things to pull up here. It had uh the main was the the main character was that girl that was in I don't know if you ever saw Scott Pilgrim. Her name's uh darn what's her name. Yeah, I know exactly. I loved Scout Pilgrim. That was a really good movie. Yeah. Uh, what was her name? Mary Elizabeth. Oh, what's her Yeah. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So she she was in it and then there was like uh Oh, you know, it was a surprise to see it. Uh, you guys big Game of Thrones guy, or Game of Thrones fan, the guy that plays Tormund. He's okay. one of the Norwegians. He was like a highlight of the movie. Nice. Yeah, His no, I, I, did, I did epic. really like uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Let me take out, let me get rid of the video. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah, let's just kill the video. Turn we the video really off. Um, there's a camera on here. There we go. There we go. Nice. That'll definitely help us out bandwidth wise. <laughs> um, this is the high budget, um, you know, million dollar box office podcast here where we figure shit out while we go. You guys can edit that on post, you know. Yeah, we'll just. Put I've, that I've, in I've post. listened before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Freaking, uh, I, I forgot just how great the movie was. And uh, a thing while I was looking at that, a thing uh, was that. In Antarctica, apparently, it's been this long-standing tradition for the last 20 years that when you're a new scientist coming in, that you're not allowed to go to the rest of the base until you've sat and watched the thing. Like, when you get off the plane, they're like, okay, well, we have this, like, safety meeting that you have to do to learn about your safety in Antarctica. And then they make you sit and watch the 1981 thing. <clears throat> so, I guess that's, that's yeah. That's, it seems like tempting fate, you know. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. It's asking for trouble. I can't hear anything. What's happening? Uh-oh. We can okay. hear you. Yeah, you sound good. Okay. I can hear you now. Yeah, I think that's just my shitty um, internet. Welcome to America, folks, where uh, <laughs> our, where our internet sucks ass. And I, I'm sure it's, like, hopefully adjusted. But, you know, this whole, like, three thing, three people talking over the phone... Is, is is a tough thing in 2018. We're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> you know, if only the thing would have shared his technology <laughs> with us, we would totally be able to have a three-way voice call without having massive problems. <laughs> now, which, now, which merch thing, though? The 1951 and 1982? The, the, 50, the 51 one. Because remember the scientist in the 51 was like like trying to like befriend it and being like, oh, look, we don't want to kill you. We just want to <clears> study <throat> you and learn your technology. And he was like, fuck you. I'm a flaming Frankenstein. I'll punch you in the face and kill you. <laughs> <laughs> The thing, the 1982, like a, like almost like a body snatchers type yeah. of. 
Yeah, absolutely. Because, like, I mean, there was even a lot of stuff that was straight from Body Snatchers where he was like, we can't trust any of us to, you know, like, we can't know. Oh, I love that scene. I love that scene where the dude is the thing and nobody else knows it, but Kurt Russell knows it. And he was like, that's not so-and-so anymore. And they're like, no, wait, he's my friend. And he's like, fuck that. I'm setting him on fire. And, like, yeah. just, like, sets him on fire. Like, doesn't even think twice about it. <laughs> He doesn't think twice about many things in the movie. <laughs> it's no. all that J and B scotch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my that's my favorite introduction to somebody. He's playing chess with the computer and it cheat it like it beats him. He's like, cheat bitch, and like kill, like destroys it. Yeah. I'm like that's your one source of entertainment up there. Like and you're gonna destroy it. Yeah. Well, and I like how you know there's there's like maybe what twenty people on the whole continent and he's and Kurt Russell's like whining about having to go save him. Like, he's like, do you really want to go save these Norwegians? Is it really that important to you? <laughs> <laughs> it is hat. It has out of control. Like, like cowboy hat. Yeah. It's yeah. Sick. <laughs> what it's was that? Like a gold prospector hat. And how about how they're like fucking around and they accidentally Even blow like up the, the helicopter. Like, you know, like, that's kind of a big deal. You blow up a helicopter, and they're just like, dude, it's the first day, and you blew up the helicopter. <laughs> yeah, yeah so he's like, first day of winter. Uh. <laughs> and that guy that blew up the helicopter was, like, a big character in the... He was the only guy that made it in the 2011 one. Oh, really? That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> they kill him, like, first 30 seconds. Oh, damn it. <laughs> You'd think if Sad. after surviving all that shit, he'd get at least a little bit more airtime. That's crazy. So I think we've done more John Carpenter moves than anybody else on this fucking yeah. podcast now. Yeah, this definitely marks <laughs> us, us becoming an official John Carpenter <laughs> fan club. I mean, but, you know, it, to be fair, John Carpenter is the shit, and everybody knows he's the shit, so, you know. Yeah, he's he's, he's like top three. Yeah, it's not like we're doing like a Kenneth Branagh podcast or something. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tempt us. Yeah. That four-hour Hamlet is calling to us. Oh, good lord! I just saw that Murder on the Orient Express. It was pretty awesome. Which movie was it? Uh, the Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, okay. I I have that. Oh yeah, I yeah, yeah. Seen it yet? He did really good. He was crazy as a uh, Perot. Nice. Oh. Nice. Yeah. He can grow an intense mustache. But you and like, is it is it wrong that every time I see uh, Kurt Russell in anything, like not just this, but like anything Kurt <clears throat> Russell's any ever been in, I immediately go, <clears throat> "It's Jack Burton!" Like immediately, <laughs> like I'm like, "Oh, look, Jack Burton just set this dude on fire!" And I'm like, "Oh no, 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 it's not Jack Burton right now." And I'm like, "Nah, fuck it, it is. It's Jack Burton." <laughs> It's the feathered hair. Yeah. <clears throat> and the, 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 was it the glacier glasses? <laughs> yeah, those were pretty good. The glacier glasses <laughs> were awesome. Like, that's something that, you know, like in 1981, people had them. And then in 1983, everybody forgot they existed. They were gone forever. Like, I actually remember being a kid, and it was like, if you sold so much junk for the school, they gave you a pair of glacier glasses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, so, like the 2011 one, were was it real special effects ha- heavy? One of the things I noticed about the difference between the the 1981 one and the 1951 one was like the 1951 has like almost no monsters, no special effects. Like it's all completely dr- dialogue driven, um, whereas the, the 80s one wasn't. <laughs> the 2011 one is pretty effects heavy. I mean, it's it gets started really quick. It's almost like a horror action movie because they pull the thing out of the ice and then like five minutes later everything's going to shit right and like there's no secretive part about it either too like there's a guy in the room when the thing pops out of the ice and starts fucking everything up so it's (laughs) yeah now trevor wouldn't you say that was kind of one of the cool things about the original one was that there wasn't a whole lot it was all like acting driven yeah yeah i was gonna say like it sounds like the the prequel was almost more like the the original because they showed a lot of that stuff in the, the original. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, the alien out of the, the ice and, you know, bringing him back and hit the ice stalling and all that stuff. Yeah. So all that's more like the prequel almost. Like, a, a great part, uh, Patrick, in the, the original one was the hero um, in it. Like, any time the, the girl shows up, like, he just, like, drops whatever he does as he's doing and, like, starts hitting on her. Like, no matter what's <laughs> going on, he just, like, drops it. And he's like, well, I know what we can do with those hands. Ha, ha, ha. You know? <laughs> and it's like, there's something running around killing everybody. <laughs> she called him, like, octopus hands at one point. She did. <laughs> she said, "She said you were like an octopus. I've never seen so many hands on one man. <laughs> and that was and that was like endearing. It was like ah, oh, yeah, know. yeah. Like now, <laughs> like now, he's going fitting. to HR. He's going to HR and having to take a class over that shit. <laughs> well, then later on, they have like a date kind of thing up there, and like she's got his hands tied. What? <laughs> and she's getting him drunk, basically, and she's there's just an like, uh, yeah, yeah. And they're just like, <laughs> they have time for a date. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why not? It's Antarctica. It's the middle of the freaking nowhere, and there's an alien killing everybody. So, like, why wouldn't you try and hook up? I mean, YOLO. Oh, we right? have to. Talk- <laughs> That's also like she would just show up every five minutes with like coffee. Want coffee? <laughs> yeah. What well, is cold? She was just rolling. She was just rolling with coffee, and the last time she's like, "Oh, do you want coffee?" He's like, "No, but come on in anyway." Was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can we talk about the uh, the attempt in the 1951 version of them trying to burn the thing and how well that went off in like their own like quarters? Yeah, <laughs> they just they just kept throwing kerosene on it and it just kept burning everything in, in sight. I was like, what kind of plan is this? Right. <laughs> I, I'm like <laughs> that was so great. What did he say? He was like, like they they set him on fire and he's like. Rah, 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 rah. Like runs off, and they're like, "Yeah, a lot of good that do." And you're like, "Yeah, we just gave him a glorified hot foot." And I was like, "You set his whole body on fire, and he out ran out of here screaming." <laughs> he practically set the entire place on fire. Yeah, you're just throwing, you're just throwing kerosene around like fucking nothing. Like, yeah, like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, no, that's pretty great. 
was like, what kind of what kind of fucking two bit outfit is this? And when I watched the 1951 one, I was like, oh look, the sled dogs are in it. That's awesome. I wonder if they're gonna shoot one for no reason. Cause like that's how the movie starts. It's like there's this husky like I'm running around in the snow, and then the guy in the helicopter's like, I'm gonna shoot that husky with an assault rifle. Ha ha ha. And I thought, well, maybe it'll explain why he's doing that. But nope, doesn't explain why he's doing that. Well, he's the thing, man. Yeah, you got to watch the 2011 one. That's oh. the thing from the other camp. I see. Yeah, the whoops the thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it totally makes sense now. You said the Norwegians were just dickheads. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They hate dogs, man. Yeah, well, and like that's what I thought when I was watching. Dogs and things. When oh, I, was I am the, the two. Movie, I was like, holy shit, John Carpenter really fucking hates dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they don't make it very long. <laughs> no, no. Nah. And like I mean, and it's rare in movies. And I mean it's I think it's because like dogs are, are kind of sacred in our <clears throat> culture. You don't see people fucking up dogs very much. Like maybe to establish like a bad guy is really bad, he'll kill one dog, you know. Like if you want to make the villain like really a villain, you'll have him kill an innocent dog. One innocent dog. But like in the thing, it's like let's take a whole goddamn kennel full of fucking dogs and kill the shit out of them in really horrible and miserable ways. <laughs> yeah, that's where my girlfriend started checking out. Yeah. She's like, uh... <laughs> it's it's a big thing from independent Yeah. Why? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, that's great though. I felt bad for the dogs. Keep cutting out. I know, right? The freaking internet sucking ass tonight. Um, so that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> ne- next week I'll probably be somewhere with better internet. Hopefully, um, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> this, this entire episode's just gonna be going. I can't hear you. What's yeah. going on? Can What's you, happening? This is the can, what's, this what's is the can you hear me now episode. <laughs> what's happening? That's oh, fine. yeah. No, it's been worse. So that's fine. <laughs> 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 so that's cool. Um, but we're not known for our quality. I can tell you that. So. No, no. But, <laughs> you know, quantity and fun. It's off the charts. So we're yeah. good there. Uh, every time I get a text from a friend, hey, I listen to your podcast. Your audio is crappy. I'm like, oh, thanks. Yeah, we know. <laughs> we know. Thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thanks. Subscribe, please. <laughs> well, actually, hopefully, I'm. Um, my roommate and I are talking about converting where my computer is into an actual like recording studio with green screens and everything and soundproofing. Um, and that may help a little, uh, but ultimately it's the bandwidth that fucks us. So let's take a moment to thank um, Comcast and Time Warner and large internet monopolies for fucking the American people. Thank you. That's the real thing, am I right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Who's with me? Who's with me? <laughs> the so real do you thing. Guys remember when the 82 one came out, like in theaters and stuff? Yes, absolutely. Did you get What's to that? see it? No. The 82 one? Um, but, like, I remember at the time, there was a real buzz about it because it was supposed to be, like, so gory and intense and scary that, you know, like, I wasn't allowed to go to the theaters and see it. My parents were like, no, no way. And I had to end up, like, me and Patrick and Paul had to, had to end up sneaking and watching it one night, like, a year after it came out on video cassette. Mm. Oh. Yeah, like I did. It, I don't think it did very well. I was, like from what I read, but 
uh, you know, and that's that's a good question. I don't Huge know, plot. but it's weird because I do remember everybody, like all the grown-ups, talking about it, like, "Oh, don't go see the thing. Dogs get fucked up royally." <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was pretty graphic. For... Yeah, <clears throat> and like, granted, by today's standards, it's probably not the most realistic-looking stuff. But mm. it, like, like, like I said before, it's pretty wild how even though like. You know, the decapitated Norwegian or, you know, like the dude's face melting or the dog that like mutates, even though it like looks really fake, it's still like really kind of scary and disturbing. Yeah, the scene for me that freaked me out was when the uh, doctor was trying to resuscitate the dude and his stomach opens up and just rips his arms off. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it, That's it, my it, favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for that to happen whenever I give. Yeah. I'll be afraid because <laughs> that will happen. Yeah, absolutely. And you'll be like, what the hell? Oh, God damn it. Those are my arms. <laughs> yeah, I needed this. <laughs> nah, overrated arms. Yeah, Psh, arms. I can pee without them. Hot take. Arms <laughs> not needed. Arms not cool. <laughs> yeah, arms. That's some 20th century bullshit right there. Okay. Um, I, I tried to think. I I freaking watched another movie that made me think of this one, but of course now it's not gonna come to me. Uh, I I really saw a lot of influence on Meatball Machine. Like watching Meatball Machine, I know that you know we compared it a lot to Tetsuo the Iron Man, which it is a lot like Tetsuo the Iron Man. But even Tetsuo the Iron Man, it's almost like it came from this dude. And it's interesting that that makeup artist was only twenty two years old, because <clears throat> it really does seem like he influenced a lot of like gore slash horror movies over the course of the 20 30 years since that came out <clears throat> yeah i'm trying to find rob button that was that guy's name rob button yeah and what yeah. other movies has he done has he done any or i think he did i saw he had like a credit on fight club oh wow so that was like later but i i don't at the time, I don't know what he was doing. Let's see. The old Fight Club. Mm. Now, Fight Club is the ultimate worst movie for me to, like, okay, here's my story with Fight Club, right? The first time I ever saw Fight Club, I my girlfriend called me over to watch this movie, and I was like, okay, I'll be over in, like, two hours. I have something to do, so don't start the movie without me. So my girlfriend being my girlfriend, she started the movie like right after I hung up the phone and I come <laughs> over there and she's like, oh, we're watching Fight Club. Sit down. And I literally watched the last 10 minutes of Fight Club uh. before I watched anything else. And I was like, OK, so what? So then like maybe a year later, I actually watched it. And I was like, man, this would have been a kick ass movie if it wasn't for my stupid girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to yeah. watch it. Mm -hmm. Well, and then start, you know, start with a twist. I later read the book. And it was really hard for me to say, because when you read the book after you've seen the movie, like, it's super obvious. The twist is, like, super, super obvious. You see it in almost, like, every paragraph. And I'm, I keep being like, I wonder if I read this book without knowing the end, if it would be different. It wouldn't be so glaringly obvious, you know? Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I'm kind of a fan of Chuck Palahniuk. I've read, I think, most of his books. They're all right. Uh oh. Why is it being addicted? It, it, it's so weird. It's being addicted to Trevor, but like not me and Patrick. I guess, I guess the internet has a grudge against LA right now. 
Yes, he's a stretching those wires. But that Rob Botton guy, he also has a credit on RoboCop, Total nice. Recall, and Seven. Man, and you know the makeup in the gore in RoboCop was amazing. Mm-hmm. And Total oh. Recall too. Yeah, nice. yeah, and Seven for that matter. I mean, all three of those movies, the makeup in it is just unbelievably good. Uh, actually, have you ever watched the show about the makeup artists on Sci-Fi? It's pretty good. The reality show about it. Um, oh yeah, the stuff those guys can do is amazing. Yeah, it's called Face Off, and like they take you know every season they take like ten aspiring makeup artists and then have them do makeups. It's 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 pretty interesting, and they've had some really big names on there. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool to watch. It's fun. It is, and I like I like the reality shows that are more about. Um, the people and their work and their art than it is about the drama. Like um, Face Off and Forged in Fire are the two really good examples of that. And then like um, the tattoo one, what's that called? Ink Master is a real example mm. where it's like, hey, you know, this would be a good show if we were just watching tattoo artists uh, do good artistic work. I'd appreciate just watching the artistic work. And they're like, no, we're going to make them all douchebags that freaking backstab each other. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, face offs was just like every time they go back to the house, it's like they don't really care. Can we just get back to the the to the makeup room so you can do some makeup, please? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I don't care about your story. I don't care, <laughs> you know, that you were an orphan or you're gay or like whatever. I don't care. I just want to see if you can do freaking good makeups or not. And when it, whenever somebody does, it's really cool to see, you know. Mm, yeah. I think I contacted one of those guys to do my makeup for my movie, but he was off doing something else, so I got like a recommendation for somebody else. Oh, so. nice. <clears throat> I think he was a giant. I think he's a giant racist, though. So. Oh, really? <laughs> for the best. Like you look at you look at his Facebook page, and I'm like, I I think I'm glad that you didn't work on this. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> wow. Questionable. Speaking of giant racists, have you ever seen Kentucky Fried Movie? <laughs> yes. Okay, you know the really, really blatantly racist scene with the um, Rex Dangerson, like Danger Seeker, where, uh, you know, the dude walks into the the black people and playing craps and just starts screaming the N word as loud as he possibly can. <laughs> I actually saw that happen the other day at work, and um, oh, you know, oh for anybody for anybody that doesn't want to know or doesn't know, like I, in real life, I'm a prison guard, and in my cell block, there's this one white guy who. Uh, I mean, to say he's not only, like, not all there is an understatement. And so there's a freaking a crew of black dudes just, like, absolutely just minding their own business. Um, and they're playing fucking Scrabble, right? Like, they're playing. They're not even playing craps. They're playing Scrabble. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and he just rolls up and just starts throwing out the N-word at the top of his lungs to these black dudes playing Scrabble. And what's funny is... You know, the stereotypical answer is, okay, those black dudes grabbed him and pummeled him, pummeled him within the inch of his life. But what really happened was they came over and they were like, yo, CO, I think that nigga's crazy. <laughs> I was like, I think I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> <That's it. laughs> 
Yeah, like it was funny because they were like, like they were actually instead of them being like, "Oh, I'm so incensed that this dude just ran over and started throwing off this awful racial slur at us," they were like, "We're generally con- we're generally concerned for his fucking safety. Like he keeps doing this, somebody's gonna stab him in the face." <laughs> and I'm like, "I know. I gotta try and do something about this so that he does not get stabbed in the face for being a fucking idiot." <laughs> He's like Dire of the Vengeance, man. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's, we, I think we did that one, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. There we go. We tied the movie in finally. All right. All right. <laughs> well, and you know. Boy story. There kind of is like a diehard uh, feel to all three movies. You know, like they're trapped with this super powerful entity. Um, and Kurt Russell's more of a badass than Bruce Willis. Just putting that out there. <clears throat> And on another unrelated note, like why he's a huge Trump supporter. Who's a Trump supporter? Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell's a huge Trump supporter? <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. I can see that again. I got yeah. it from uh, somebody some like, somebody wrote that he went into it in like one night he was like drunk and ranting and raving about Fucking Trump. Oh, that's sad. Oh, that's terrible. See, I I personally think that Trump is like an Illuminati inside joke. Like, you know, like the Illuminati, like they all got together and they were like, you know what would be really funny is if we put this guy in charge. Um, but, you know, like that's just my thought is that he's a fucking sick joke. Uh, but I heard that. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say uh, Jeff Bridges was... Uh originally also auditioning for the Kurt Russell role. It have been a very different movie with the dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I don't know if I don't know if Jeff Bridges could pull off the crazy uh, eyes like Kurt Russell did. He could pull off the great glacier sunglasses though. Yeah, absolutely he could pull off the glacier sunglasses. And like I mean and this is kinda unrelated, but I went off about this uh a little while ago and I feel like I want to put it on the podcast like why the fuck would you remake uh, Death Wish like I mean per- Bruce Willis he's pretty good but I mean he's never going to be Charles Bronson there's no way you can make Death Wish any better than it already is okay. I only heard bits and pieces are you talking about Death Wish the movie yes the new one? Yeah, I'm, talking the new about one. The, I'm talking about the new Death Wish and I'm talking about how like why would you fucking do that there's no way that Bruce Willis is ever going to be Charles Bronson. Did you see it? No, no. I'm it's just, terrible. I'm just. I mean, it's is it terrible? Ter- you did see it. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it's kind of like it's kind of like the King James Bible. Like, why did you fuck with the Bible in the first see? place? You know. But uh, yeah. So we're about at the thirty-minute mark, and. Um, we're doing really good, despite the freaking um, monopoly that the internet has on crushing our bandwidth and the quality of our video. Uh, anybody uh, anybody have any other uh, thoughts? <laughs> See, like, poor like, poor Trevor's over there dying. Like, And, like, what's I, weird is me and you have a pretty decent connection, but this time Trevor's, Trevor's dying. L.A. is just lagging like shit. Do you guys know what you're going to watch next week? It must be because I'm not. 
<laughs> oh, poor Trevor. Have an egg. There you go. <laughs> now that came through good. That worked well. Um, I don't know. What do you feel like we should watch next week? Does any do you have any ideas or? No, I was just curious. Like, well, I listen, so I was like, if you guys uh, say what you're gonna watch the next week, then you can like, I can prepare. Yeah. For the listener. Right. Um. Well, and it's the big four O. It's the big forty. So like, we feel like I feel like we should do something really good. Maybe we should just do the original Die Hard and say fuck it because it's the fortieth episode. Have you guys? Can we do it like? No. Yeah, it's a big. We should probably do it like through like a refresher, like to watch it and. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down with that. I mean, it's been a long time since I've actually seen the original Die Hard. Uh. So, I mean, at least since last Christmas, you know? Yeah, it's a Christmas movie. So I do Christmas. I do kind of love that. <laughs> I do kind of love that meme because I love Die Hard so much. Is that, you know, like Die Hard, a uh, hundred years from now, people are still going to be watching Die Hard because of that meme, I think. You know, that Die Hard Which is one? The, 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 well, it's like, you know, just the general meme that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. You know, there's two kinds of people in the world. The kind that, that say that Die Hard movie is the best Christmas movie ever and the people who are wrong, you know. This um, year is the 30th anniversary of Die Hard, so. There's it. Yeah, so I'm thinking let's let's say we're, we're going to do Die Hard and then maybe come up with another movie to do later yeah and um like also patrick i don't know have you seen skyscraper with an anna nicole smith i have not had the privilege oh my god like i want to do another episode on that because it is a <laughs> fucking amazing great movie dude it is like so worth the four bucks um like and it's probably the best one we've done <laughs> yeah I mean, like, I mean i'm going out there to say it's maybe the best movie ever made like honestly like holy shit it's fucking awesome What's like the log line for that thing? What's it about? Um, let's see. Anna Nicole Smith and her boobs are a pilot, uh, a, a helicopter pilot, and <laughs> dastardly villains that use technology from the fifties take over a skyscraper, and she fights them off. And I mean, like, it's just it. It was one of those like sleeper movies where me and Trevor thought, yeah, we'll give it a shot, and it just blew us away with how like amazingly bad it is. <laughs> That's basically diehard, so yeah, yeah, gotta be good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, so like I, I don't know, like we can't just dedicate the entire podcast to skyscraper, but I wanna. <laughs> <laughs> we should we should do skyscraper by the minutes. Ooh. Do a minute podcast. That'd be sweet. You know what I thought of, and I think Patrick would like this movie is uh, Demolition High Part Two. Mm. Oh yeah, it's like Demolition College or whatever it's called. Oh, it's Demolition College. Yeah, there's we we watched this. Um, it, it was a Corey Haim movie from like 1996 or 1997 called Demolition High, and it is also pretty awesome. Somebody fires a nuclear missile from a high school or at a high school. <laughs> oh man, <clears throat> skyscraper is number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still, it's no skyscraper, but it is pretty good. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, cool. So um, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, join us next week with um, Demolition High 2 and Die Hard, uh, the original Die Hard for our 40th anniversary. And um, hopefully I'll be somewhere with a better internet connection so Trevor won't sound like a robot all the time. Uh, but I think that's cool. It's like, you know, you're auto-tuned, dude. You're totally auto-tuned. <laughs>
Thanks for having me, guys. It was fun. Yeah, no problem, man. You're welcome on the, the podcast anytime, dude. Right yeah. <clears throat> cool. Yay. All right. Thanks. And um, we'll see you guys next week. Later. Later. At the movies. Uh... Yeah. <laughs>